Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts. Well, hello and welcome to Lumber Connection. It's the week of February 21st, 2022, and I'm back in the studio with my regular experts, Justin Binning and Ken Timmons, both of American International Forest Products, or AIFP. Welcome back to the podcast, gentlemen. Hello. How's it going, Molly? It is going. Uh, as we were talking beforehand, it's it's been a little crazy lately. It sounds like uh, you guys have an interesting update for us, so I think we can just uh, jump right in. I might have a couple questions along the way, but let's start with a general update on the lumber market for the past couple of weeks. Well, this might be the the least splashy cannonball you've ever witnessed into a metaphoric pool. I've seen some really non-splashy cannonballs before. <laughs> this is for sure in the top 10. The futures market volatile, the cash market pretty steady. It seems like on both sides of the trade, mills fairly comfortable, not searching for any levels. Customers also fairly comfortable, not hurting on inventory. A little bit of digestion in the market. Guys have loaded up. You're hearing the words double inventory all over the place for guys that bought cars and some fill-in trucks. Logistics are still a headache. Interesting market, not a ton of participation on either side of the ball. But uh, lots of conversations. Everybody's interested, like we've talked about in weeks prior. People are playing closer to the vest, buying smaller positions more frequently. And there's there's more of that going on. So as we were talking about before we started recording here, I think in a couple of weeks, I don't, I don't foresee a plateau in the market. I think we have movement. My opinion is it's upward trending movement over the next 60 days. But there's very likely going to be buying periods and some choppiness uh, along the way. It won't be a smooth ascension up to wherever the price ends up through the end of the bull market so all in all guys are busy especially component manufacturers throughout the west i've guys calling every day saying how much they're shipping out how they have jobs they need more labor which really just goes to show the importance of being a component manufacturer and saving labor on the job site instead of regular stick framing so it's a big benefit and i don't see that going away anytime soon yeah i think he summed up a lot of Kind of general things uh, all across uh, east, west, north, south, wherever you're residing in the country. Obviously, every market and you know, micro versus macro is a little bit different, but we're all facing similar, you know, challenges and and certain sort of issues, I guess, throughout. So, but um, more specifically, I'll I'll try to do a, a quick recap around the world, starting out of Western Canada. Um, the story there uh, remains shipments, um, lack of transportation, both rail and truck backlogs of order file dating back pre-Thanksgiving um, with a lot of major producers and, and meaning that they've taken orders back then that have still not been able to ship. So uh, I'm no mathematician, but you can do some math on that one. That's uh, that's crazy, right? Um, yeah. You be waiting pre-Thanksgiving for wood that hasn't even shipped and don't know when it will ship. So negative 30 degrees up there right now, a lot through throughout Canada. It's very, very cold. So I just don't see that uh, rail issue really, I feel like if it was 75 and sunny from here on out and the, the birds are chirping and this and that, it's you still got 30 days to kind of play catch up to like get caught back up. And, and so I don't, I just don't see that fixing itself as quick as I think some people kind of uh, have a false sense of, you know, in the middle of March, there's going to be tons of cars and all this, you know, wood's going to be shipping out of Canada. I just, and maybe it's true. Maybe it does. Um, but I just don't see it. I think a lot of times you look, you have to look into the United States, the face issues we're facing when we talk cars, talk transportation, talk trucks, 
cars in Pacific, uh, you know, these cars are coming down into the States and they're not going back up. You know, you've got embargoed reloads. You've got cars that are sitting around reloads circling for weeks at a time. Um, Well, those cars don't go back up north. Right. And so it's a chain reaction type event. And um, we've got to get, you know, it's going to take some time to straighten this out, I guess, is all I'm trying to say. And so so that's kind of what we're facing out of the West. I would also say that that's mirroring out of the East as well in terms of, of shipments. So you're seeing similar, similar problems. Trucking is, is expensive, that's for sure. Um, but capacity is, I don't want to say easier because it, it, it's, it's but, less bad. It's, it's it's not better, but it is a touch less bad. Yeah, I mean, it just it seems like some congestion points in the south, and maybe Ken can speak to some stuff he's seen out of the west. But trucking seems a little bit better. Like I'm just you know, yeah. it just feels a little bit better. The the rates are astronomical. The amount of costs it's adding to our total transactional costs is wow. But it's just uh, the I feel like the expectation now has been understood and absorbed. Right, everyone. Has yeah. had time to marinate in the and fact that transportation is like, horrible, right? Well, and that like you know, prompt prompt is two weeks or sooner, right? Right, it's kind of like the the new mo- you know kind of model. And so, if you're seeing something, you call ready, and it moves within a week. Oh, it's, you're yeah. like sweet, yeah. you know, we're starting to rock here. So I don't know. It just feels a little different there on trucking. It feels like it's mm-hmm. getting a little better, which is nice. So, anyways, I segued into transportation, but out of Eastern Canada again, that's the the topic there. Price. Pricing both out of the West and out of East in, in, in terms of uh, momentum is upward, as we've seen there. So price trend is up both out of the East, out of the West. Um, now, if we move down to the South and talk about Southern Yellow Pine, it was kind of the last uh, uh, last one to join the party um, in terms of uh, mills being able to ke- clear up built up accumulations, steady the ship, find some trading levels. Um, and they've achieved that over the past couple of weeks. And now we're in a point of prices trending upward again. We saw that on midweek, saw that on last week. Um, we'll continue to see that. So the, the South production-wise seems to be getting a bit better. You still have several mills dealing with lots of issues that we all, the sawmills deal with, labor, kilns, planers, and such. COVID, did I mention COVID already? No, no. got to mention all these. COVID, what's COVID? Yeah, yeah. Well, still here. Uh, anyways, um, here. But, yeah, still here. But uh Pricing, uh, and, and and as I said, in Yellow Pine continues to just kind of trend upward, and it feels like it's it's relatively strong. I would say two by eight feels kind of like the the weakest link. Um, with that said, it's still selling, but not. I don't want to say that it doesn't feel like it. There feels like you can buy some two by eight today. Uh, primer lengths, the sixteens, are tougher to source, but all in all, whether it's MSR, your high grades, you know, they're all kind of in the same boat together. Yeah, things are things feel pretty good out there. I think that most things, the talking points right now, or what's selling right now is is shipment. You know, shipment is key uh, for buyers out there right now. That's that's the thing. Less price, more shipment. When can you give me my wood? Three seven, very attractive. Like the ship week of three seven. That makes sense. If you're selling 321, 328 wood, you've got a, a tougher hill to climb. But that quicker wood is definitely seen as a mm-hmm. as a very very attractive thing right now, and it's twofold. I think the the buyer mentality and the way that they approach the market has changed. I know we've touched on this in past podcasts, but the inability to stay out of the market for any extended period of time is with good business, and then again not trying to get overstocked because the 
fear of the price being so high uh, just really uh, doesn't allow for a large group at this point, not at least right now in this season, to stay out of the market for an extended period of time. Uh, we've got some backlog of shipments, as I've touched on in the open of the segment in regards out of Canada. And so that's the other talking point where a lot of folks are wondering, you know, well, I, I just feel like the prices are going to come down or something's going to break over the next 30 days. And it's really more of just kind of a hope. But I do see the point in the sense that if the rail thing gets straightened out and we do increase shipments coming into the States and folks start getting some more wood in, that's great. But have you bought forward now for your your April needs, right? Or for getting into you know, our, our forward months here, uh, March, April. Um, and I don't, maybe some a little bit, but overall it, it doesn't feel that way. And that's where that quick wood comes into play. So again, it, we're kind of in a wait and see type thing as we always are in any market. I mean, we're all just spokes on the wheel going for a ride, but things feel pretty good right now. And I expect that trend to continue. And I honestly, uh, there's a big part of my gut thinks that this is just going to, we're going to gain more momentum. From here on out, as we get into March, I think we're going to see this thing continue to get some some heat behind it. Items of note, uh, most difficult things out there, studs, eight foot, two by four eights, two by four one sixteens. I've never seen them more tight in my career in uh, you know a decade plus. So very, very difficult items to source. Never faltered in the in that pause period. They just kept on mm-hmm. trucking never never gave back an, an an inch so seeing some price levels that uh on one of those products that take harkens back to last year kind of the all-time yeah. highs of some products that we hit so yeah there's that mm-hmm. so there's my ramble for however <laughs> eight minutes or five minutes however long it was sorry folks <laughs> no that's good that was a great recap i appreciate that um Ken, I want to go back to something you said kind of earlier on. You often talk about choppiness in the market. And so I've I've always taken that to mean just that there were there are going to be some ups and downs in price um over the next little bit. And and you sort of indicated that there might be a few little pockets of I don't want to call them relief, but just, you know, maybe some pockets of lower pricing coming up yeah. in the next two weeks, three weeks. What's your what's your thoughts on what that time frame looks like? Well, I just I just mean to say big picture, if you are a person who buys lumber or, you know, has a business in the lumber sphere and you're on the ball, you're staying communicative with your suppliers and you're paying attention to your needs and this and that, there's, there will be opportunities to do better than the person who just orders when their stack's a little bit low. And from that, I just mean, uh, like if we were looking at a graph of the market, what I expect to happen over the next 60 days, possibly 90 days overall it would be an upward trending graph but there'd be little peaks and valleys along the way right it wouldn't be perfectly straight up right there's going to be little little windows and i think primarily those buying opportunities likely come from the secondary wholesale level where somebody might get a little queasy they're second guessing we get some news out of russia i don't even think it's it's not always queasiness or oh my gosh the market like it's not that even as much as just like you get jammed in situations. Sure. You, you, you got to ship product. Got to move it. Yeah. Right. Or, or whatever. Like there's deals that pop up. So it's right. little micro opportunities. Right. I don't even, it's not a why. I don't think Ken's stating like a, there's going to be an overall event of downward pressure. Correct. Or no. Thing. I'm no, no. More like, Things oh, hey, man, up. I can buy yeah. this at print delivered. Yeah. Opportunistic. And it's like, is trades. that the market? No. Did you get a deal? Because a guy 
um, had his back against the wall and he's got to move prod. He's got to keep right. it turning or his mill's going to cut him off if he doesn't get it out. Right. Does he like the order? No. Does it, does it need to go? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think the defense will drop off. I just think, you know, if you're on the on point, you might hit some threes with a hand. Yeah. yeah. And I wasn't trying. To, no, no, no. To but you're correct. I don't, over. I don't think, I don't think the market will come off. I, again, I think overall bull market for 60 days, but I do think if you're on point and paying close attention, you'll you'll have some extra success along the way yeah if you've got yeah. some good suppliers lined up whether it's a sawmill direct or it's wholesalers or or your best buddy whatever it is yeah. you know there's you know there's you keep your ears to the grindstone you'll see some deals that'll pop up and you want to take advantage of correct well it goes back to what you guys have always said right you got to have the right people aligned so that you you know so then you really do it is that you know a guy so that's not a bad thing mm-hmm. yeah JB, something you said made me realize that one of the things that we haven't, because we've been pretty focused on transportation these last few, um, you know, and I think uh, as another side note to that, it's good to hear that there's wood to be bought. One of the things we haven't talked about much in the last probably two or three episodes is sort of the, I think you call it the over the shoulder guys, you know, the DIY, the remodeling, the retail, like what effect that could have as we get into, you know, especially in the areas of the country where the weather's cooler and people maybe have been holed up inside a little bit more. But as the weather warms and there's more home projects and such, what effect that might have or what you guys have been hearing about how that could affect the market? Yeah, well, I mean, it's it it all adds up right at the end of the day. And and, um, I think we've got so many. There's so much going on still, right? As a country, as a whole, um, there's so many things on the news constantly, uh, wars or rumors of wars and, you know, COVID. I mean, we're just still, there's such a heavy stress, I feel like, you know, it's been on the country and then continues to get added to. But um, I think with all of those things come into to play in the mind of someone that's spending um, thousands and thousands or millions of dollars on what if it's lumber or fancy cars or houses or whatever it may be there becomes that that wait and see right it's like well because we've we've been through like things like this you know in the past and or critical moments and markets react generally negatively right because of the fear of the unknown and then we get settled into like okay well how's this really affecting things right so there's fears of increased gas prices we see interest rates um continue to to rise but i think going back to really answer your question Hard to say again, um, but I think ultimately right now the the need for housing and what we know is coming uh, from the builders is fantastic, and that's it looks great. And I know many builders have really kind of tried to reorganize their business and the way they approach uh, new customers, be it with contracts and clauses based on product availability and, and inflation. Those have been built in, so I think they've been smart on how they're attacking their business, and they've got business in the books. Um, in regards to the overall reinvesting back into the home, I think I said I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. The average home price, right, continues to go through the roof, um, or, or I should say, price appreciation of homes across the United States over the last few years. You know, I think it was eighty percent of homeowners have an average of like three hundred and eighty thousand dollars in equity in their home, where they can pull out a large sum and still have a twenty percent equity stake in their home. You're seeing a lot of that, and a lot of that reflect that do-it-yourself or you know repair and remodel, remodel in the bathroom, the kitchen, you know, adding on to the deck or building a new deck or whatever. That capital is available, um, and we are and 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 people are are utilizing it to reinvest back into their home. And so I see that uh, as we come into the warmer months, busy, 
um, very busy. So, um, you know, that's kind of my prediction and I don't think I'm alone there. I, I know there's some other economists and folks that have, have touched on that point and uh, kind of feel the same way. So I think it's going to be a busy, busy repair and remodel and do it yourself over the shoulder trade here. So I actually three hours ago just heard on the trading floor and I won't say which mill and I won't say which big box store, but one of the very large sawmills just informed us that for the next two months, they're going to have no two by four, 92 and five eighths or 96 inch for anyone on the open market because it's all going to that box store. That surprised me until I heard wow. that this morning. I hadn't heard anything along those lines. And like we're talking about eight foot studs are tough, but this, this big box store put their feet in the ground and took an entire mill out, a series of mills actually out for months. So um, they're confident in where that trade's going to go. And I think they'd agree that everyone's expecting that right. that sector of the market, which is actually the largest sector of the lumber products market now. It used to be new home construction. It's not anymore. <laughs> they're expecting that to be very active for what it's worth. I mean, well, nine foot. I mean, we've lost some of eight foot production over the years too, you right. know, on just overall stud, stud production, obviously building the house is a little differently too, but, um, you know, nine foot is the, it's 80% of the market. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the trend is toward 10 foot. Yeah. It's cheap to cheap to build. It's expensive to build out. <laughs> I touched on the interest rate thing too. I think it's, I was talking to a mortgage broker the other day, buddy of mine actually. And, um, you know, he said he'd seen it, you know, it's been a little quieter refinancing is a little quieter and just overall they're not processing as much and it just feels like they're getting ready to get busy again too but you have this this new home buyer or the first time buyer that's looking at rates and oh my gosh and they're so high and it's like no they're not right like historically the rates are still very 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 good but it's that idea of like where folks look at the home price and the appreciation versus an interest rate and a point or a point and a half or what it is. But if you look at the average home price and the way it's rising each year, I mean, if you've got, you know, 15% increase in, in equity, your home's gone up, right? Over, you know, a $500,000 home or whatever, and you're squabbling about a rate, you know, at that point, it's like, well, if you wait six months and do it, you might save a half a point, you might not, but your house is going to cost $50,000 more. $45,000 more. So, and then you always have that idea of, you know, if the rates do adjust, you can get back in. So my, I guess my bottom line is I don't think the rate is going to be the killer. I think maybe we can start to wrap up and I'd like to give you guys the opportunity to just say, what should our folks be thinking about and doing in the next couple of weeks before our next installment? Final signed off is normal, you know, treat everybody kind, tell somebody to do some act of kindness. And uh, I never usually say that actually, but uh, when you do that, uh, make sure you hug your lumber broker. Yeah. Your favorite lumber broker. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. I haven't had a hug in years. Uh, I was going to suggest cookie bouquets, but I feel like you guys are both avid worker outers. So that probably wouldn't oh, no, no, be no. a protein I'll take, shake. I'll take, okay. both. I'll take both cookie bouquets. Don't you worry. Yeah. About two cookies <laughs> at lunch today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing, nothing crazy for me either. Same, same old, same old stick with it. You know, be proud of being a part of this industry and, you know, take care of your team, take care of your communities and everything's great. Don't run out of lumber. And don't run out of lumber. Well, I think on that positive note, <laughs> we'll wrap up our episode for this week. Ken, Justin, thank you so much for your continued expertise and enthusiasm. As always, I've enjoyed our time together, albeit short. And I look forward to the next installment of The Lumber Connection. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Molly. Thanks, Molly. 
This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.